Welcome to LifePoint Church. Our mission is to glorify God and make gospel-driven disciples by engaging people in the unexpected joy of a life more and more dependent on Jesus. Isaiah chapter 53, verses 1 through 6 says this. Who has believed what he's heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And by his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Isaiah 9, 2-7 The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult, and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness, for this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. From Micah 5, 2, But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, you are too little to be among the clans of Judah. From you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. Daniel chapter 7 verses 13 through 14 I saw in the night visions and behold with the clouds of heaven there came one like a son of man and he came to the ancient of days and was presented before him and to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples nations and languages should serve him his dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. Isaiah 7:14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. We will be reading from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. 
In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning the child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. And then reading from John chapter 1, verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Merry Christmas. It is so good to be here together with you. My name is Wes. I'm one of the pastors here. And oh, what a story. What a song. A thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices. Is your world weary today? You know, theirs sure was. <laughs> Mary and Joseph who welcomed the baby Jesus into their lives that night, their world was certainly weary. They were living under the thumb of an oppressive foreign government, forced to return to their ancestral hometown to be counted to enable the financial exploitation of the oppressed people through burdensome taxes. <laughs> Socially and religiously ostracized, Mary and Joseph had endured the repercussions of a quick, quiet wedding instead of a year-long betrothal because they were found to be pregnant outside of marriage. Their world was weary. They had physically journeyed a long distance by foot, 
or perhaps by donkey, all in the final weeks of Mary's pregnancy. <laughs> and then, when, when they finished their journey, they brought the baby Jesus not into a clean, Pinterestly decorated, well-stocked nursery with fresh paint on the walls. <laughs> no, they were staying, imposing <laughs> upon the animals in the dwelling place of a stranger in a strange land far from home. And shortly after that, if you keep reading the story, they would be forced to move to a foreign country to flee the evil king who set out and committed mass genocide for the purpose of trying to extinguish the life of that baby that they brought into this world. Yes, their world was certainly weary. Is yours? Is your world weary tonight? I think if we're honest, it, it probably is. In fact, I'll bet if we took some time and started sharing around the room examples of the ways that your world is weary, we would be here till the morning. Don't worry, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> when weariness finds you, what do you do with it? Where do you go with it? You know, I think uh, many of us tend to place our hope in things that simply cannot carry us through the weariness. This song that we sang tonight, with this line that's on the screen behind me, a thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. How do you get to the place of rejoicing within a weary world? You know, a thrill is sort of the emotional equivalent of lighting a match. You know, we light a match and uh, <laughs> the trouble with a match and the things we tend to turn to for a thrill of hope in this world is that the light simply doesn't last that long. <laughs> the flame can't handle the breezes of our day and we end up without that hope. The places we tend to turn through simply can't sustain the thrill of hope that our hearts long for. And this time of year at Christmas, we tend to turn to a couple of places. I think we often turn to new things, whether kids, you're looking for a thrill of hope because of what may be under the Christmas tree or in your stocking, new stuff. Or older kids, maybe it's a new pickup truck in the driveway or an air fryer on the kitchen counter tile on the bathroom wall or an iPhone to post about it all. We tend to turn at Christmas time to new things in order to try to find a thrill of hope. And if we're not turning to new things, we tend to, old, we tend to turn to old things, the old traditions. We hope to get our celebrations just right, motivated by great love for the people around us. We want the tree and the food and the decorations to be perfect. The trouble with these things is that eventually <laughs> the tree dries out and loses its needles, unless it's plastic. Eventually the toys that once brought such a thrill of joy are just not that interesting and 
the truck will break down. For Mary and Joseph, where did they turn? What did they do? You know, they continued to take step after step with great trust in a God whose faithfulness is greater than we could ever imagine. They relied on God's faithful plan and God was faithful to them to carry out his plan, which has been in place since the very beginning of time and was prophesied about for centuries. We got to hear some of those prophecies read that were written thousands of years before the virgin conceived and gave birth to a baby boy. We got to explore some of those prophecies in our readings tonight. You know, against all odds, the faithful God of Joseph and Mary sent Jesus, his one and only son, into their weary world. God himself, the word made flesh, humbled in the form of a vulnerable baby who against all odds, but with all of God's faithfulness, would grow to be a toddler, and then into a boy and even a smelly teenager, eventually Jesus would grow to be a man. But not just any man, the man who brings a thrill of hope that endures despite whatever this world may throw at us. The hope that Jesus brings never burns out. You see, Jesus brings the kind of hope that can persist through the darkness uh, that you may be experiencing in your life. Whether it's tragedy or injustice, infertility, cancer, disease, bullying and violence, addiction, poverty, suffering, storms, shipwrecks, snake bites, persecution, whatever it is that you face, the darkness in your world, take heart, my friends. Jesus brings a kind of hope that will not be extinguished in that darkness. And this hope, this lasting hope was described to us in our very first reading of the night. In John's Gospel, chapter one, verse five, he says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. That's why we're here tonight. This, this hope is for you today. It's for us tonight, even tonight, and it's not just the hope of Christmas because Christmas is gonna, it's gonna fade, it's gonna burn out, it's gonna, the decorations will close in on you and you're gonna take them all down next week, but the hope that Jesus brings, it will never fade away. This is the hope of God's faithfulness to not just send Jesus to be born, but also to live perfectly, and in living to unveil the kingdom of heaven right here on this earth to be fulfilled in eternity. This thrill of hope that's fueled by God's faithfulness that would see his son go all the way to the cross and die, motivated by joy, (laughs) the joy Jesus had to go there for you, and for me, then to be resurrected in order to release us once and for all, even from the sting of death itself, that's the kind of hope we get to celebrate at Christmas. 
This is the kind of hope that has us sing without irony, a thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. We can truly rejoice even in our weariness. This kind of hope leaves us rejoicing though our world is weary. So my friends, I implore you, receive this hope tonight. Receive it tonight. Receive Jesus. John 1.12 tells us how. He says this, he says, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. You can belong to God. You can belong to the kind of hope that will never, ever be snuffed out, that the darkness will not overcome. All you have to do is believe on Jesus and receive him as your only hope for heaven, your only hope for this life, your only hope to follow day by day. That's all it takes. Receive him tonight, I beg of you. Now, if you've already received this hope, if you've already taken that step, I want to invite you to make sure make sure that your heart and your soul are not pointed anywhere else tonight. Point your heart and your soul to the hope that Jesus provides. The thrills we turn to that keep us away from Jesus, they will never last and their light will quickly go out. Listen to how the light of Christ, which we celebrate at Christmas, will continue ahead. It will not be snuffed out by the darkness as God continues to fulfill his plan in faithfulness. This is how the story ends. This is Revelation chapter 22. This is after Jesus has returned. This is after he's put an end to all that is wrong in this world and established heaven, a new heaven and a new earth. Listen to what it says. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and the Lamb will be in the city of God and his servants will worship him. They will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads and night will be no more. They will need no light of lamp or the sun for the Lord God will be their light. The light that shines in the darkness will not be extinguished even through eternity. And then Jesus said, these words are trustworthy and true. And the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets has sent his angel to show his servants what must soon take place. Behold, I am coming soon. Jesus is coming back and he's coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. So my friends, your Christmas doesn't have to be perfect because Jesus is coming soon. The presents you'll open underneath the tree don't have to be perfect because Jesus is coming soon. The gifts that you give to your loved ones, they don't have to be perfect because the greatest gift, Jesus, he's coming again soon. The traditions that point our hearts to, to our roots and help us stay grounded in who we are and who God has made us to be, they don't even have to be perfect either because Jesus is coming again soon. None of the darkness that you are experiencing today, 
the tragedy, the injustice, the infertility, the cancer, the disease, the bullying, the violence, the addiction, the poverty, the suffering, the persecution, none of that darkness can overcome the coming of Jesus. Jesus is coming again soon and he's coming for you because he loves you. And when we celebrate Christmas, we get to celebrate a kind of hope that will never be overwhelmed by the darkness, but will always continue to shine. The weary world truly does rejoice because the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. In Jesus, we rejoice even though our world is weary. I want to give you two things to help you hold on to this kind of hope. As Craig talked about at the top of our, of our night tonight, we have a gift for you. And this gift is really an invitation to join in a thousands-year-old tradition of God's church to gather for worship in homes. So whatever place you find yourself tomorrow, Whatever home you land in, I want to invite you to worship because the hope that can't be extinguished is coming, is here. So we've got, it's just, it's a brief video that will get your heads and your hearts and your eyeballs into the word of God to open the promises that will last, <laughs> the promises that can, can never be snuffed out the true gifts of Christmas that, that we can walk with and hold on to day by day. So I want to invite you. Use, it's just a tool to help you and yours get before the, the throne of God in worship to hang on to his promises. So if, if you're not on our email list, write your email down on that card. We'll send it to you in your inbox tonight. Go to sharethelife.org tomorrow morning. We, we want to help you worship tomorrow. We won't gather here. We will gather in your living room tomorrow morning. The second thing I want to do is I want to invite you tonight to consider what are the ways right now that God is reaching your heart and inviting you to receive the gift of Jesus tonight. We're gonna have a really beautiful reflective moment here in just a few minutes. I'm gonna take a candle and light it from the flame of the Christ candle here in the Advent wreath. And then we're gonna distribute the light of that flame throughout the room. And we'll sing Silent Night. And I want to invite you to reflect in that moment and pay attention and listen to the work of God's Holy Spirit who's here now whispering his love in your ear. Pay attention to how God is drawing you to receive the hope of Jesus. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we're here tonight because you gave up everything to walk in the dust of this earth and experience the pain and the tragedy of loss and death and life so that we could have a hope 
that can never be extinguished by the darkness. So that though our world is weary, we could rejoice. And tonight, I pray for my friends here in this room, I pray that you would reach us with that hope. I pray that you would draw us to you that we might walk with steps that are secure because they are rooted and grounded in receiving Jesus and the hope of Christ this Christmas. I pray in his mighty name. Amen. That concludes LifePoint Church's podcast. For more information about our church, visit sharethelife.org.